Hey, Pie Tribe, buckle up for a new episode of the Passive Income Examiner, the number one podcast for budding entrepreneurs and business owners looking to diversify their income with passive strategies. Welcome to season two, focused on building successful online businesses with evergreen marketing solutions. I'm your host, Lindsay Sutherland. Thanks for joining me. Howdy, Pie Tribe. Welcome back to another Monday Mindset episode. And first of all, let me just start off by saying, did you know that the Passive Income Examiner was ranked in the top 40 passive income podcasts? Boom, there it is. And you know who I have to thank for that is you all, you all who come in and listen each week. I just want to say thank you so much. I will link the blog in the description um, on feedspot.com. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm proud to say I am in the top, like I think 23rd, I think I ranked something like that. Anyway, I'm just happy to be on the list and I'm grateful for all of you for your help in making that possible. I truly couldn't have done it without you. So thank you so much. All right, let's dive into this episode. So apparently some research from Stanford University is showing that complaining shrinks the hippocampus, which by the way is the part of our brain that impacts problem solving and intelligent thought. So This is actually more concerning than you might think, because when you realize that the hippocampus is the part of the brain that gets destroyed by Alzheimer's, and then you realize that simply by complaining, we are damaging our own brain and potentially weakening our mind. So if we know this about our brains and about what complaining does, then maybe it'll motivate us to be more intentional in changing our minds. Remember, it's a mindset episode, okay? So we're talking about the brain, (laughs) Complaining literally rewires our brains for negativity, which essentially puts us on this merry-go-round of negativity, chaos, and can actually make more bad things happen or get in the way of our progress. So why is that? Well, there's two reasons. One, the brain has neurons. As we know, those are the, the cells of our brain are called neurons. And when they fire, they take the path of least resistance. So when we have a negative thought, Our brain repeats this pattern and it creates neural nets. It wants the path of least resistance, just like electricity. Well, this is what habits are. And and my friends, complaining is a habit, okay? The good news is it can be changed. We're going to get into that. But that's essentially what happens is our neural nets are firing in this same formation, which creates this repeat negativity. Not to mention that when we program our subconscious mind, we talk about the reticulated activating system of the brain. I know I'm going deep. You're like, what the world? Where is she going with this? Well, we have this thing. It's called mirror neurons within our brain. And there's something called a reticulated activating system. It's the same reason why when you're shopping for a new car, you never saw that car before and all of a sudden you see it everywhere because your subconscious tells your brain we're looking for this car and it starts to find it. Well, by complaining, we're telling our subconscious mind that we're looking for negativity and problems and so we see more of them. Essentially, that's what happens when we get on this negative merry-go-round, as I mentioned. Well, not only does complaining affect your thoughts and impact your brain like we talked about, but it also causes stress, which releases stress hormones that then affect your body's health. For a moment, picture someone in your mind who is a chronic complainer, somebody you know. Have they aged more than other people that you know in that same age bracket? Do they seem more nervous or strung out? And just being around them, you sense a 
I don't know, a cloud of doom. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's a little extreme, but you get my gist. You feel different than maybe somebody who has a more positive outlook on life. Perhaps they seem sad or depressed instead. Well, complaining also ruins relationships. Have you ever had a friend who would, quote, vent, right? As we say, that's our justification. We're just venting and we, we believe that it's going to help us. But you have a friend that likes to vent about their husband or their spouse or their problems. And then when you offer a solution, that friend says, oh, that's not going to work because, or I've already tried that because. Like nothing you say seems to make a difference. They have a fixation on this problem and they are not ready to solve it. It's it's energetically draining, isn't it? So complaining just by that visualization, you can see the effect that it has not just on yourself, but also as on others. And as entrepreneurs and business owners, you know how I feel about the mind, mindset, and mental health. It is so critical that we keep our complaining in check. It can be like playing with fire. I mean, I know my analogy seems extreme, but think about the effects of fire. If you were to be juggling flaming batons and one accidentally caught your clothing, that could be very painful. Worse yet, what if it landed on the carpet or a curtain and caught the whole surroundings on fire and now maybe even impacts other people? So just like a smile is contagious, so is complaining. And when we're a business owner, a manager, or even a parent, being a chronic complainer will spread complaining like wildfire. It can sour the moods of people around who are not strong within their own sense of self. And those that have a strong inner guidance system will quickly move away. Like they're just going to leave and not go around the complainer if they can. So there are levels of complaining that we all participate in on a given day. And now there's the chronic complainers we kind of talked about, people who don't seem to get very far in life because they can only see the roadblocks and complain about them. Now, in my opinion, chronic complaining could be as serious of a disease as alcoholism. And I'm going out there, obviously, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a psychologist, you all know that. But the reason I say that is because it is a sickness of the mind and it's such an addiction it becomes that serious of an addiction, especially for people. And here's how. It can make somebody feel righteous and give them a false sense of empowerment, right? We can almost get a dopamine drip when we're complaining and everybody around us is nodding and yeah, you're right, you're right, yeah? So it, it gives us that hit of happiness in a weird twisted sense. But people who are chronic complainers, they tend to surround themselves by other people who are chronic complainers, right? Who then acknowledge their their position is correct who then that creates that dopamine hit which then makes them complain more and it literally proves their complaining is justified and encourages them to continue on that path so in my opinion that's why i would equate it to that because that's based on my experience i'm just going on a limb here and saying i would say that it's as serious as alcoholism because it's that difficult to stop when you get accustomed to it, especially if you're not even aware that it's happening. So others who may not be chronic complainers, maybe they are just, um, maybe they're not debilitated by the disease, but they may complain until they get so pissed off that they actually, it like actually becomes a motivator, propelling them to get things done in an effort to prove themselves or others wrong. And this kills creativity and fun, for that matter. Effort is coming from a place of negativity, and the entire energy around it is unhealthy. So all the actions that, that are coming from that 
uh, negative vibe, so to speak, are coming from a, a, rather than a sense of creativity and passion and joy, it's coming from a sense of frustration and irritability. And ultimately, again, as we already have proven, it makes it not smooth and not effective and takes us to work harder, but we're determined to get it done. So we persevere, just creates this uncomfortableness. Now, still, there's even another level of people who are complainers, and they're much quieter, by the way. So quiet, in fact, that nobody even thinks of them as complainers. And often, they may even be seen as largely optimistic. On the outside, they're the person who's that bubbly, positive exterior. But what is happening on the inside, in their minds, is a whole other story. Because they complain inside to themselves. They don't want to air their dirty laundry to others, or maybe they want to avoid conflict and figure it doesn't make sense to communicate their concerns. These people struggle because it's easy to fool even themselves into thinking they are positive and forward-thinking people. It's a massive shock to their ego when they discover they complain in their heads. And you know how I know? Because this was me. (laughs) This even still today still happens on occasion. But I've definitely learned to become more aware of it. And I think that's the most important thing. And that's why I wanted to bring awareness to this subject. Because when we're all in the trenches doing our day-to-day, it is so easy to get caught up in the drama. But if we're not aware of it, or I should say when we're aware of it, and we have that chance to change it, it changes so much more in our life than just our business. And I feel compelled to share this with you. Look, being an entrepreneur, business owner, or even a manager is hard enough as it is, and it can often be a lonely and very scary road sometimes. Sometimes things go wrong and you just want to throw in the towel, where other days you're feeling on cloud nine and it's this roller coaster. But if you're fueling the negativity in any way, maybe as a complainer on any level, then you are literally making it harder on yourself and even holding yourself back from reaching your full potential. So be honest with yourself for just a moment. Do you complain? Are you more of an out loud complainer? Maybe you use excuses like, well, I'm just going to get this off my chest and then I'll be fine. The problem is it doesn't always end there. Now that you've unloaded, you might feel like you can let it go, but maybe you've just given that burden to somebody else. I've heard of a story of, um, it was in this book I read recently, The Big Leap. I think I mentioned it on a few other podcasts. It's a great book. I recommend it. He was talking about the CEO that he went into counsel and train. Now, mind you, the author is a psychologist, okay? But this this, uh, manager was very much this explosive, reactionary type of person. He would complain. He would yell. He would, quote, vent whatever his frustration was in the moment, in the board meetings and whatever. And he always preempted by when he would meet people, he would see, would try to curtail the problem by saying, oh, don't mind me. I, you know, I explode with anger or I just have these little fits. Just pretend I'm a toddler and ignore me. I'll be over it in a few minutes. Like he literally ran his company that way and told people that. But the problem was this negativity was making it hard on everybody else to work. He would walk away feeling like it was all fine and dandy. He said his peace and everybody else is walking away carrying this heavy. Do you have podcasting questions? Are you looking for a community where you can learn and grow as a podcaster? Hi, I'm Greg, creator of Indie Drop-In Network. Join me and Jeff Townsend, AKA the Indie Podcast Father, 
on Twitter Spaces every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern for Podcasting Power Hour. Every week, we are joined by experts on different aspects of podcasting to help the community learn and grow as creators. We tackle questions from podcasters at every level. Just go to podcastingpowerhour.com for links to the space and to hear previous episodes. That's podcastingpowerhour.com. Burden. So I ask you to really be truthful with yourself. Are you a complainer? Are you carrying this burden with you or are you passing it off to people around you? Now, I used to be an out loud complainer. I can remember every weekday I'd come home and I would vent to my husband about all the drama that happened at work. Honestly, my husband never met a single person that I worked with until, you know, quite a while after I was working there, but he knew them all by name, okay? Because I would just blah, 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 right? And at the time, I thought this was okay. You know, complaining, this is why I'm sharing this with you, because complaining can be one of those silent poisons that you, it's odorless, it's tasteless. You know, it could be in your drink and you don't even know it until you wake up from this stupor that you were in, okay? I'm using this analogy because that's exactly what it is. And oftentimes I would come home and I would feel like I have to explain why I was in a bad mood. So I would use complaining to justify my emotion of being in a bad mood or being tired or whatever. And in my mind, it's how I was coping. But one day I realized that like reliving the drama from work each night, it wasn't solving my problem. I went to bed exhausted. I woke up. I went to work again. I came home exhausted. I talked about my problems. Now what was happening is my husband and I only talked about my work and how boring. It was not happy and I didn't feel good. It wasn't reversing this feeling. I needed to change it some other way. So at the time, my awareness level was that I was aware of myself complaining out loud. And even recently, I've noticed moments where I've started to talk to my friends about something and then I catch myself and I say, you know what? I'm complaining. I don't want to complain. I think I'm going to stop. And it is weird. Trust me. It's a weird moment when you catch yourself doing a behavior that you don't want to do, that you want to reverse it. And you're doing it in front of somebody. Gossip was another one I worked on where I would catch myself gossiping and all of a sudden I'd be right in the middle of blabbering about somebody and go, oh my gosh, I'm gossiping. I'm trying to stop gossip. So please forgive me. I'm not going to continue this conversation. It really made for some awkward conversations, but the powerful part about it was it put myself in check. I put myself in check. I said, this is something I want to change within myself. And I took these huge leaps and made it uncomfortable so that I didn't want to do it anymore. Okay. But here's the thing. Complaining in our minds is silent, right? So that's what ended up happening. I didn't really stop complaining at first. I transitioned from complaining to my husband to stuffing it inside and keeping it to myself or keeping it going in my mind. And I can't say that was any better for my mental well-being either. After a while, I, be- I did become more aware of my inner dialogue. 
And I started catching myself griping in my head. And then I thought, "Uh uh-oh, you know, these were the thoughts that for years I was probably having, but I didn't realize it. And what was worse is I was becoming annoyed by these thoughts and by the fact that I was complaining. So I started to ignore them. But this wasn't the right thing to do either. And it was really interesting. And I I guess I want to like dive in on this because I think this is something that happens while you're going through the process of making any sort of mental change in your life. Changing mind habits is so challenging and it takes diligence and it takes awareness and it takes being focused on what's going on between your ears, okay? And you'll find like for me, I struggled before a while because I thought, well, now I feel like I'm being fake. I'm not acknowledging my feelings. For a while, I just stuffed it down and I put on this happy face. How are you? I'm fine. Thanks for asking. How are you? Just very, you know, top surface, right? And I longed for these deeper relationships and deeper connections, but I didn't want to complain and I didn't know how to communicate. This is why this is such, this is what I'm talking about. It's such an addiction where we physically don't even know how to communicate. I'm going to get to this in just a minute. But I experienced that where I didn't know what to say to people because all I could think about was to complain about my problems. I wanted to kind of come up with a common bond. And in the car business where I was working, people were complaining. So I would think, well, I want to complain too. I mean, I'll make them feel justified. Oh yeah, I totally get that. That's happened to me and blah, 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 right? But at the time I was saying, I don't want to complain. So what do I do? So I would say, wow, I'm really sorry you experienced that. I hope it turns around. And then I would walk away. (laughs) And when it came to my own complaining for the longest time, like I said, I was oblivious, but then I started to catch it. And then I started to be like, oh crap, you know, I don't want these thoughts in my mind, but I don't know what to do with them because I really did feel frustrated. I felt angry or jaded or like somebody wasn't pulling their weight or whatever it was that was bothering me that I was complaining about, I was focused on and I didn't know what the next steps were. And I think if we're being truly honest with ourselves as a society, we tend to promote this kind of overly optimistic, look at the sunny side of life type of mindset because, and we don't teach our children and we don't teach in college how to communicate our frustrations, right? We don't. We just say, people don't want to hear it. Keep it to yourself. How many times have we heard phrases like, don't air your dirty aunt laundry in public, right? We all know what that means. Or we say, you know, oh, so-and-so, they're such a complainer. So-and-so is always complaining. He's always negative. We get turned off by this very thing that we do. And so it creates this stigma and almost teaches us because there's no alternative, right? So we learn to just suppress our thoughts, keep it to ourselves, and ultimately end up creating this fake persona. And it's even exemplified in social media. Look at Pinterest, look at Instagram. We're putting our best face forward, but is it our real face? Are we putting out there the truth of who we are? And granted, I'm not saying that we should just put all of our frustrations out there either and just complain, right? This is exactly the problem. This right here is exactly what I'm getting to because on one hand, we don't want to be complainers. We don't even want the idea of complaining. We just talked about how this negatively affects so many areas of our life. But yet, when we shove it down and we don't actually have an outlet to fix it, to fix this mindset, then we are still having the problem, but we are just silent about it. And it's worse. It's like this deep secret poison that we don't even see. It's like a silent killer. Instead, okay, the real problem is that 
Everyone has become so shell-shocked by other people's reactions that I think we have really lost this deep connection and ability to bond by sharing emotion. As a society, we have shoved our emotions down and hidden them for so long that we don't even remember what it was like to have a difference of an opinion without it killing our relationships. I mean, think about just... The old days, right? I'm talking about my parents' generation or my grandparents' generation. They would have speakeasies. They would have conversation. They would have people get together and just shoot the breeze. And nowadays, it's like the minute you do that, if you say something, you feel like you offended the whole room. You're like, oh man, are they going to invite me back? Right? Because we don't know how to say our 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 position is the better way to say it. It's not our peace. It's not our it's not our it's our position. It's our perspective. We don't know how to share it in a way that is non-confrontational. And more importantly, when we are rubbed the wrong way, we just turn our back on that person rather than communicating our ulterior perspective. Like whatever happened to debate and just being able to have conversation and being able to walk away saying, we don't, you know, agree. That's okay, but we don't in this society. It's almost like we just pick a side and we go for the throat. (laughs) And it's got to change. We have to find a way to be able to have balance. We want to be able to not complain, right? Or, Or be able to eliminate that complaining frustration, whatever it is. And we need to be able to communicate our feelings. And let me give you an example of how this works. Okay, here's what I've decided. First of all, let me start by saying this. Like again, I'm no I'm no doctor, but I have a lot of practice changing this in my own mind. And this is what I've come down to. Humans complain because they do not know how to say what they really want to say from a place of calm truth without either feeling fueled by radical extreme emotion or because they feel like they have to justify their their position. Just like I said when I could come home and complain to my husband because I felt like I had to justify why I was in the mood I was in. So when we can speak our truth, even within ourselves, we find that we no longer have a complaint. I mean, like it cures it, okay? So for example, if I would have come home from work and instead of complaining, just said, look, I've had a long day, a lot of things are going on at work and I feel tired and I'm wore out. What can we talk about that's positive? Or let me unwind and let me regather myself. Maybe if I was more intentional about creating a positive feeling rather than giving myself permission to complain, I could have had a different outcome. So here's a real example of something that actually happened recently in my life. And to show you how, like, what a solid solution this is so that you can look for this in your own life. I'm going to share this experience. So recently, my husband left his job and I was fine with it. We talked about it. I didn't think that was a great of a job to begin with. So I wasn't even bothered by that. But when he got home, I noticed he and I were bumping into each other. You know, his expectations of things were clashing with my routines. And by my routines, I'm including me and the kids because I have a routine where I'm running a business. I'm homeschooling, right? I'm doing so many things. I have a very strict schedule. I wake up. We do this. We get school started. School ends. I go to work. This is happening. Like, I have this routine. And he came home. And without asking, like, do you have a routine? And of course, it didn't occur to me to share it either. Um, He was telling the kids to do things when it was school time or he was telling the kids to do things after I had already told them to do things. I had a schedule written out of who does what. And it was just this clash. You see where I'm coming from? And so what I noticed was I started to feel 
angry. And it I was must have been complaining in my mind and just not aware of it because it wasn't until it got to the point where like every time something was happening, I was getting this major trigger where I was getting really frustrated. And the other thing that was bothering me was the fact that while he was home, I just assumed in my mind that he should participate in the day-to-day activities like cleaning the house and doing certain things around the house because I did and because the kids did. I just assumed that if he was here, he would too. And that's biggest mistake. And I bet a lot of complaining stems from us making an assumption about somebody. But that's another subject, right? For another day, we can all explore that within ourselves. In the meantime, I finally caught on to the fact that I was complaining and I was finding myself increasingly frustrated to the point where I was on the peak of having an emotional outburst and I didn't want to. That was not what I wanted. So I really got clear. This is my message to you. I got clear about what it was that was in my heart that my heart wanted to say. I looked within myself and said, what is my role in this? Why is this triggering me so much? What did I do that's creating or contributing to this extreme emotion about this? And then it dawned on me. I never communicated with him about our routines. I never simply said, hey, look, you know, we had a routine. You're here now. This is how things are working in the house. And, you know, since you're here, could you please go along unless you have some input you want to add, but it would really be helpful if you cope, you know, went along with us. And I was like, wow, that's so simple. And the minute I had the solution, I was calm. I mean, the, the complaining was gone. The anger, the, the frustration, the buildup was disappeared. It evaporated. I went down, I was able to sit in front of him and say, hey, I realized that I'm getting upset and it has nothing. It's my fault. I never communicated to you you know, everything that's going on. And this is what's how I'm feeling. This is what's been happening. And he's looking at me and I go, so here it is. You know, this is our routine. Please stick around, do it like this, help us out. You know, it'd be nice if you could help out with this, that, and the other. And done. It was so simple. He was like, oh, okay. I didn't realize, (laughs) you know, and that's just where I was coming from when I said, I think people don't know how to communicate. And it's, it can be a challenge because like when you're in that phase of feeling that emotion and you, all you want to do is lash out, like, what are you doing sitting on your butt? Why don't you help out? Right. You, you want to have that statement, but you know, that's just going to pick a fight, right? You just know that that kind of phrase is not going to be well received. Of course it wouldn't be. So ask yourself, what is it that I'm missing? And go within yourself and say, how am I contributing to this? Like, what is my role? And then find what your heart wants to say and find a way to communicate that in a way that brings collaboration and connection. And friends, that is really the the truth, the secret behind complaining. Make yourself become aware of complaining so that you can use it constructively rather than destructively. That is the moral of today's story, Monday Mindset episode. (laughs) And at the end of the day, we're all going to gripe about one thing or another. It's just going to happen. But the problem becomes when we use it to feel powerful or to get a high or like an energy high or better, like make us feel like we're better than somebody else or as a crutch to keep us from moving forward. When we're allowing the negativity to influence our life in in a negative way, then that's when it becomes a problem. So when we can unpack what is really bothering us and take honest action with ourselves and others, then we can actually create stronger bonds and keep our brains open for creative expression. So give yourself a reality test. Pay attention to your thoughts this week and make a note of how often you find yourself complaining. Can you find a way to communicate your thoughts in a more effective manner? So be mindful, be true to you, 
and find a way to speak your heart and your complaining will be solved. That will eliminate a lot of the problems. And you know what? It is scary sometimes. I know for a fact it is scary sometimes, especially when it comes to a boss or a coworker situation. But I have been in very a lot of uncomfortable situations like that. And I'm going to tell you what, speaking the truth always ends well for me. At least it has for me. Okay. It was clunky and maybe uncomfortable, but I stuck with it. I hung in there. I just spoke the truth and I did it in a way that was focused on collaboration and connection. And in the end, I built friendships over that. Even subordinates and I who had clashed ways, when I could see it from their perspective and come from the heart and say, look, this is what I'm trying to to get to. This is where my frustration lies. Here's what I need in response from you. What do you need from me? And we could work together to get that common goal, but also voice our feelings in the process. It was very effective. So I promise you it will be effective and it is a little bit of a uncomfort in the beginning, but you can do it. All right. Until next week, y'all. Thanks for tuning in as always. Bye for now. If you like mommy so leave a review thank you so much for being a loyal listener i am truly grateful for you and if this podcast has inspired you in any way head over to itunes and leave a written review i would appreciate it so much thanks for tuning in and thanks for helping to spread the word by sharing this show with your friends